There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and our pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today. Hi, I'm Alex. I play Deandra. Her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are both. Steph. Hey, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and both our pronouns are she, her. Josh. Hi, I'm Josh, and I play Spin, and our pronouns are he, him. Matthew. Hey, everybody. I play Agent C, and our pronouns are he, him. And special guest star, Patrick. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'll be playing Buddy Q, and our pronouns are he, him. Welcome, Patrick. So let's let's talk about you for a little bit, since you're joining uh, with us for the first time. Um, why don't you let us know like how you came to be a part of the, the Geekly community and you know if you have any other shows or anything you wanted to talk about. Oh, man. So many years ago, first podcast I ever started listening to was Drunks and Dragons, which is now Greetings Adventure. Yeah. And then there's the whole Geekly Inc. thing that happened. And luckily in 2019, I was able to make it to GeeklyCon and then Pandemic. And <laughs> not again for a long time. But this year, <laughs> I will be going. Um, but yeah, I am the Dungeon Master of... Uh, D&D podcast uh, known as uh, I can't think now because I put it on the spot um, <laughs> Misfits <laughs> well, Guide yeah. to Adventuring yeah. over at go. the Cast of Many Things podcast group where we play a bunch of other various random uh, TTRPGs where a bunch of my other friends run games and play along with us and I get to play other characters in those games it's very nice very nice so you didn't make it out to last year then Unfortunately not. Yeah. So then it was definitely Nate who gave me your business card. The, oh, yeah. The, the, the cast yeah. of many things business card. Oh, yeah. Or the Absolutely. Misfits Guide Nate. business card. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Great. Well, welcome. Uh, welcome to our show. And uh, it's Thank very for exciting for you to be here. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm very excited for all of you to see what Hunter Pat brought today. But before we get into that, I think Matthew... Can you let us know what happened last time? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, with Gunderson being transported to the other, the rest of the hunters try to cope. Spin drowns his sorrows in karaoke and strip mall karate. Artemisia drowns her sorrows in some weird salt stuff. And Deandra drowns her sorrows in getting crossfaded and drunk dialing, I guess crossfade dialing, Alexander Skarsgård. He tells Deandra that there's a rift to the other side in Satan's Highway where the team had previously fought a plant monster. Since he owes Deandra a favor, he says he can send someone else out to help. 
With renewed hope, the hunters try to find uh, try to come up with a plan and learn about the Iron Veil, a secret organization who protected the Soviet Union from the other. They additionally learn that humans live in the other, but are treated like lower class citizens from the normal denizens. Meanwhile, we are introduced to another hunter currently tracking werewolves who've, abdu who've been abducting people. With the, with the help of assistance, he's able to take out the wolves and rescue the people, and we find out that it's another, none other than Agent C, now working for the Agency, and he is summoned to assist in Carthago, Rhode Island. As he arrives, he is introduced to the rest of the hunters and promises to help them travel beyond the veil. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, so uh, the Iron Veil or Ferrum Ad Velo, uh, another faction, another organization of hunters uh, that is trying to stop the wave of monstrosity that is coming through from the other. And uh, tonight, uh, our hunters are going to be going into that horrific other uh, in hopes of finding and rescuing. Uh, a lost Professor Gunderson. But before we get into our, our regular cast of hunters, the camera starts uh, in a very dark alleyway. Um, there's a dark moon that's suspended in the sky and a perpetual solar eclipse does not offer much light to the streets below. The camera pans down and a young man, no older than probably his early 20s, is running down this dark alleyway. The walls are slick with perspiration, and there are small puddles that splash underneath his running feet. His breath comes in rapidly as he runs away from a creature in fast pursuit. This creature, running on eight legs with an oblong body, bangs dripping ichor and scythe-like arms starts to scramble from floor to wall as it continues its pace without slowing down. Desperate to get away, the young man takes a sharp turn down another alleyway and slips in a slick puddle crashing to the ground. Shaking the water off of his face, he looks up to see another creature, equally scary. This creature's skin is crackly and pocked with no apparent head upon its body. It has arms and legs that are uncharacteristically thin, and it wears a headband around its upper torso above what looks like a set of eyes that have streaks of black underneath them. This creature stands at about three and a half feet, and its arms, it carries a rather large crossbow. The color from the young man's face drains, and there is a drop in his shoulders as he gives in. Just as the other creature behind him bends the corner, the creature with the crossbow motions the man behind him, and it steps forward with the crossbow pointed at the eight-legged creature approaching. It shoots the crossbow bolt that wings the creature as it tumbles onto the ground in front of it. This nuggy, light creature drops the crossbow and pulls out a large combat knife with a serrated edge. It plunges the knife into the creature's head without hesitation and wipes the knife onto its body. Turning back to the young man, the creature says, Yeah, I think he got the point. The young man thanks this mysterious creature and then runs off into the night. 
a low vibrating pulse against your side starts to vibrate. You see that in your side satchel, your cell phone is going off and you pull it out. <coughs> hey, uh, yeah, you got Buddy Q? Buddy, it's Alexander. Yeah. I need oh. your services again. Oh. I need you to guide a group of hunters through the other. Know that I do not ask this of you lightly, but I thought you would want to be there to aid them. Wait, to eat them? No, nobody. Aid. Aid oh, them. Oh, aid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. Now? Well, yes. Drop whatever it is you're doing, because they are looking for somebody. Somebody you might be interested in. It is literally a knife in his head. Well, sorry. It's a knife in his head. They're looking for Professor Gunderson. Oh, fuck! The camera pans away from this three-foot-five nuggy that has a large serrated combat knife in his hand, and it pulls away from this dark alley, and you just see this sprawling city that looks dilapidated and run down. then we find our camera panning to a much brighter scene, a scene that looks like a, a rather humble college campus as it pans onto the brick and mortar building of the center of the sciences. The camera goes through the wall and finds our intrepid hunters all preparing for their day's journey as they plan to head into the other. So there are little nuggies all running around. Uh, you see Sweet and Sour, the new uh, library nuggy that works with Artemisia. Um, it, you're still kind of rifling through the books. You're trying to get as much information as possible about the other and demons and anything else that you think would be important. I feel like Spin is probably exercising, you know, just kind of getting his morning pump in. Deandra probably drinking and smoking, erratically pointing at the the red lines uh, of the uh, knitting yarn that connects various articles, magazine clippings, and other whatnots. And then there's Agent C. What is Agent C doing right now? Fred, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I would like to investigate a mystery and I want to learn more about Professor Gunderson. Okay, go ahead. Roll your investigative mystery. Uh, that is a 10. Okay, so you're successful. You get to ask me two questions. So I know some about Gunderson. I know he was bad, turned good. There's still a watch on him. And I guess, I guess what I'm trying to learn is some of the what makes him tick, but also to see if he's up to anything uh, uncouth. So I would like to know what is being concealed here? Well, like you said, you know that he came from a life of, I, I don't know if evil is the right word, but a pursuit of knowledge, a pursuit of science that might have made him mad at certain points, right? The desire to constantly learn. And, and those pursuits probably led to things that were considered uncouth or evil. Um, you know that this League of Pernicious Academia that he was in had several members 
and you hear that uh, in this most recent incident that an ex-colleague, or I should say uh, an an ex-kind of like mentor, uh, was involved, and both this mentor and Gunderson were banished by a spell that Artemisia cast. All right, and I would like to hold on to that second question. Okay. Now, since we are, uh, did we do a connect the dots last time? Yes, Andrew. Okay, so then we're not at a new mystery. Um, I assume you held on to some of those. I did. Okay, I held on to a lot of them. Okay. I also rolled um, woman with a plan, and I have one hold on that as well. Okay. So at this point, you can roll investigate a mystery, or you could wait until a different point of the story. But you all know that um, with the conversations with Alexander Skarsgård, your goal is to go to. God, what did we call that place? Was it Hell's Highway? Devil's Highway. Devil's Highway. Uh, and this was right outside of Carthago uh, in a forested area. And there was this cabin there uh, where you had defeated this plant monstrous creature. Uh, and it was the first time you'd observed like this tear, this passageway into the other where this monstrous creature came from and you believe that you can use this passageway to go to the other side and look for Gunderson. Yeah, we're gonna go down that butthole that that plant left. Yes, yes. Now, is there any other preparations anybody would like to make, any other investigative mysteries uh, prior to us heading uh, to this gateway? Um, Yeah, thinking that we're going to find Gunderson, I'm going to pack some of his stuff into like a satchel that he might need to do science on the fly. I can help with that. Like some sort of portable lab kind of situation, maybe. Um, if he has one, absolutely. I need to roll help with that. I I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you guys need to roll for that. That's fine. I think okay. you will grab whatever you think is important, and we'll allow Professor Gunderson's dice rolls to see how advantageous that is. Six six six. Can I investigate a mystery? Absolutely. I got a six. I want to investigate who is Agent C. Okay. So I just want to let you know, unfortunately, six is a failure. Oh, yeah. You don't get to that ask any questions <laughs> and you gain an experience point. Good job. <laughs> Spain is just like staring at C across the lab. Like. You see a... It wouldn't even be that menacing. It's just, it's probably, I'm watching right? Deandra... We, oh yeah, I'm watching Deandra do the thing while I'm doing like air, like I'm doing squats and I'm eating a pop tart, <laughs> and then I'm just kind of then I just kind of look over at Agency, and Agency would if if paying attention would see me like eating pop tart, doing squats, looking at him like confusedly. And you notice that Agency is definitely much younger than Professor Gunderson, um, although he is probably like in his early middle age. Um, he definitely has a, a good physique, but I wouldn't consider him like overly athletic. Um, but there is a a way he carries himself that leads you to believe that he is very fit for what is about to happen. You feel confident in his abilities uh, to be able to help you. But I think he is cool. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. You would you would think that his cool stat was maxed out. Uh, Artemisia, <laughs> for the trip, is going to stock up on snacks. So, like, beef jerky, gorp, and gorp-scented vape. What, what, what is gorp? 
It's like trail mix. Okay. I have never heard of this. (laughs) The four of you uh, exit the center of sciences and uh, you look for the perfect vehicle, right? The one that has several parking tickets, but not too many and not too little to let you know that that student has probably been killed horrifically by a monster and no longer needs their car. And therefore it is ripe for the picking. And you do so (laughs) in this trip is not very long at all. It is about 10 to 15 minutes uh, out of town um, and you make your way to the devil's highway. uh, And uh, you soon find yourself at the cabin uh, that oh so many days and weeks ago uh, you kind of vanquished one of your first uh, monsters and uh, you notice something different this time. It is bustling. The area where the cabin was located has numerous pop-up like military style tents. I mean, we're talking about like these, you know, those crescent shaped like pop-up tent buildings and there are several people walking around. Um, And then you see Alexander Skarsgård and he motions over to you and lets you know that, um, that the passageway is being monitored and they're ready for you. So he takes you in and uh, there is a, a quick debriefing. Um, and Alexander does tell you that uh, there will be somebody meeting you on the other side uh, that will help guide you. Um, but just be careful. As you know, the other side, it's a shadow world, uh, uh, a version of our world that has gone wrong. and. Everything that we do to protect our world is from this side. So I do not send you lightly. That is why I recruited agency and and also uh, my guide from the other side to help you in your endeavor because finding Professor Gunderson is, is quite important to me. So with that being said... Is he lying to me? Uh... <laughs> is he lying to me? The part that he says that is important to him, yeah. uh, that is a lie, but it, it, everything else about how dangerous it is and, and wanting to protect the three of you mm-hmm. is not. Okay. So there's something there. Right. You You feel like... Why is he so overprotective of you three, but does not care about Gunderson? Okay. And, and that is the 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 mindset that you're getting uh, okay. from being able to tell. So the f- four of you step up to this area that is kind of like mm, quarantined off and you make your way and you see the charred remaining of remainings of the cabin that you had basically burnt down. Um, around the opening that was on the ground, you still see like the dried husks of the plant creature uh, that you had killed oh so many days ago. And then you see this rift. It's like a hole. Uh, I mean, it's nothing spectacular. It's like a dark hole in the ground. And this is what everybody has been talking about. This is the way to the other side. Do you... Go in. Can I read a bad situation? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. 
I have a two. Okay. <laughs> so you fail, and unfortunately, you have no concerns or aversions to going into this whole spin. This is thematically correct, because I'm trying to get Gunderson. And yes, there is a contraption uh, that has a suspended rope that drops down into the hole, uh, which you assume that you're going to be utilizing to go into uh, this rift. Well, I trust spin implicitly, so if he thinks it's fine, I'm, I'm going in. I think I think C should probably go first. <laughs> he like goes down the rope okay. while holding out. Like, so uh, the shotgun. I would assume like, do you guys wait for C Whee! to like call back to you, or do you guys just all go in? Right? Uh, I'd probably just go. Yeah, I, I, I'm tougher than C. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll so, go. Yeah. All right. So I would assume it goes Agent C spin. Deandra, Artemisia. Okay, agency. You kind of shimmy down this rope with ease. Um, you know, your training has allotted you many skills, and, and rope climbing is is one of many. Um, and as you slide down this rope, almost silently, um, you enter into the darkness, and it is quite dark uh, to the point where you are unable to see where you are going. Now, towards kind of like I would say like 20 to 30 feet below you, you start to see kind of like a glow, but you don't see where the light source is coming from, but you do feel like this is where the floor is. So you continue to go down and you drop down on what feels like hard concrete. Um, it's very hard to see in here. Do you have some kind of flashlight? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you immediately pull out your flashlight and you start to kind of take into the account your surroundings and you feel like you're inside of a building. Um, this building is, well, at least the room that you're in is, is decently large. Um, you look up and you can see spin coming down and you see, uh, then Deandra and Artemisia. And as you kind of continue to look around, you start to see your flashlight kind of like glint off of something. And you're not 100% sure what it is. Um, and if you take a closer look, you can see that it's some kind of like white substance. It's very stringy. Um, it is uh, kind of like, well, if spiders were as big as humans, these would probably be like spider webs. So the rest of you drop down and you can see agency just flashing his light around. Do any of you have any type of light? I have a watchman's flashlight. Okay. Yes. I have a cell phone. I also have a cell phone. Okay. So you two start to notice a dilapidated building. Uh, there are these white substances, string-like substances covering like the corners and the walls and the ceilings. Um, but that's it. Um, there are two different uh, doorways uh, leading in either direction. Um, this room does not have any windows. Which way are you going, see? Wait, so we when we got to the bottom, did I, I didn't see where that light was that I saw when we were com when I was coming down? It, yes, it's 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 flooding in from one of the doorways. Okay. Um, I'm like chest to your back close now. All right, everybody stay close. Follow me. We're going to see what's going on. Oh, hey. You start to how, make... How your... tall is Spin when he's not juiced up? Spin's height doesn't really change, I don't think, but he's like maybe six feet, six one. Okay. That's what I imagine he's like just a little taller than, than Agency is. He should stay close, so he's... 
very close to you. Yeah. <laughs> I will investigate the light. Actually, I would like to use my uh, my my last hold on um, investigative mystery. Okay. And I would like to know uh, where did it go? Where did who go? It go? I was remember I was investigating uh, Gunderson. You know that Gunderson is here. Um, unfortunately, you will not be able to pinpoint where he is, but you do know that he is within a certain proximity, you know, maybe like a five to 10 mile radius. Um, you feel like you're in a city, maybe in a building inside of a city, just from the architecture of this building. Um, but you have never been here before, but you do feel like with maybe some further that like further traveling you'll be able to figure out here soon where he might be all right i will i will go toward the door i'm going to turn off my flashlight and i'm just going to kind of like peek through that exit where the light's coming from yeah so you peek through and as you look into this other room you can see that the building is kind of like destroyed on this side. Um, There is an opening both on the wall and ceiling that is allowing what minimal moonlight uh, that is uh, emitting from the sky and it gives a kind of like low light vision of what you can see. You look up into the sky at the moon and you see something odd. It is a dark moon in what looks like a solar eclipse. From the edges of the moon, you can see that there are like, just what almost might be silvery like flames that kind of dance on the outside of the moon, but it does not emit the light of a full moon. Um, There are no stars in the sky and it is dark. That's how you keep uh, Saiyans from turning into the giant apes. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) You say that in character? All right, looks uh, looks clear. Let's uh, let's see if we can find this contact. And as you enter into this room, you accidentally kick over what is like a small piece of debris, uh, a chunk of wall that was on the ground, and it skitters across the ground in this perpetual quiet. This sound that it makes sounds like a booming cacophony and all of your hearts just kind of hold still in your throats. Artemisia, act under pressure. Okay. Oh, oh good. My Damn. worst skill. Uh, that's, a, that's a hot three. I believe in you. All right. Yeah, three. The oh, yeah, three. senses, the hairs on the back of your neck start to rise and before you realize what is happening, you feel eight incredibly strong bars wrap around your body and you are lifted up off of the ground. You start to squirm and you're unable to move from the grip of this creature and you feel something bite into your leg uh, and you're going to take two points of damage. This was sexier in my fan fiction. <laughs> Do you say that in character? Absolutely. <laughs> Spin. You turn around. You hear Artemisia say the line that she said, 
She is not where she was moments ago, but you look up and you see that she is struggling and hovering in the sky. It looks like there are bars, these dark bars crossing her body. You have no idea what is going on. What do you do? Spin will uh, uh, act, uh, uh, initiate uh, uh, secure Artemisia protocol. <laughs> How do I want to hustle this? <laughs> All right, so what I want to do, Fred, is uh, get Artemisia away from the thing. So is that protect someone, or would that be kick some ass to knock it away? Oh, well, it is quite high up in the air. It is being grappled by a creature. Um, so you are either going to need... Uh, you pulling her out of this embrace might have more damage to it than what she is currently in, right? So probably you want to take both of them down. Okay. So I will kick ass on the thing. Okay. Roll kick some ass. Uh, 10 plus 2 is 12. Okay. You are successful. What, uh, you know, extra move do you want to do to this? So I get a 12. I get to pick one extra effect, which is going to be to force. I'm going to force them where I want, which is on the ground. Okay. Upside down. Artemisia facing up. This thing on its back. Okay. What? So what does that uh like what does what is the damage on that and what does it look like are you doing like a kick a punch are you just like like jumping and grabbing onto it and just thrusting it on the ground and breaking maybe whatever it's hanging on kind of like all the above so uh, c is gonna feel the the like me push off sort of and be like what and then i'm gonna be in the air doing like a backflip where i'm going to like Sort of like corkscrew spin kick and then like drive it into the ground. But I'm going to kind of like not like kick and bring my leg back, but I'm going to like follow through so that I can kind of like land on top of it. Like I'm going like to move it around with my legs. So I land on top of it as it hits the ground. The lion barrage almost, but the lion barrage requires the dancing leaf is it, shadow. Is this the lion barrage? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to do dancing leaf shadow to get under it. And I'm, I'm not. So I am that fast, but this is this two points of damage or three? Two damage. No, yeah, two damage, two damage magic, ignores ignore ma- armor, yeah. messy. Okay. So, yeah, you know, even though you didn't roll or protect someone, you achieve uh, the creature releasing Artemisia because you strike it so hard that it tumbles onto the ground. And while you kind of follow through and pin it to the ground, it actually thrusts all eight of its legs upwards and just stabs you at several points of your body. And you realize now what Artemisia was feeling was that these creatures, they have metallic legs. Whatever creature it is, they are both organic and metal, and the metal is piercing into you right now, and you are going to take three points of damage. Okay, I take no damage. Great. Artemisia, you are freed, Great. and uh, now I'm going to need <laughs> Agent C to act under pressure. Oh, that's my favorite. I love to act under pressure. <laughs> 
Yeah, Wax, you're pretty good at it. Unless I I don't roll well. Uh, I got uh, an eight. Okay, so you're partially successful. And just uh, as it is about to jump down on you from a crumbled second floor, uh, this spider-like creature with metal legs and an organic body on top drops down at you. You only take two points of damage as you kind of spin away, and you get to take your turn. (laughs) Good thing I have armor. I would like to attempt to fill one of these spiders with some lead. Great. I would like to kick some ass. Shotgun or uh, assault so rifle. There's two. There's there. There are two. Or there are two now. One with spin okay. and one, one with the you. one that just attacked me uh, is going to get the shotgun. Okay. I assume it's pretty close to me. Uh, that is a ten. Okay, so that is a success. Your damage I'm is. Sorry, a, take, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. It's a nine. It's by tough. Okay, so it's a nine. So you're partially successful. So you do still do three points of damage, but Mm -hmm. since you kick some ass, it also gets to attack you now, and you take three points of damage as well. I shouldn't have said I still had armor. So you take one point, I would assume? Yeah, I take one point. Okay. Nice. Deandra, you both hear Artemisia and Spins scuffle behind you, and then something comes out of the darkness and attacks agency what do you do um the one that attacks spin is that still on the ground yes like it is on its back with its legs up and spin is kind of like pinning it to the ground with its leg um i'll try to fire a bullet at it i guess so i'll roll kick some ass and fire a bullet at it oof so bad at this oh god i got a two oh so do you have a negative one and you roll the three? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Deandra is not good at shooting guns, but she, it is her only like really attack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the bullet uh, whizzes by, spins face, and ricochets off of one of the metal legs of this spider creature, uh, doing no damage. Um, and you could see it kind of like the momentum of the shot kind of like writes uh, this creature uh, and it is like kind of barreling towards you. Uh, so Spin is kind of like behind it now. It doesn't have the opportunity to attack you because you were far enough away. But now this creature is kind of like in between you and Spin. And then Deandra, you see another creature come out. But this creature is different. This creature has this almost crackly, pocked-like skin. It has an amorphous shape, like a potato that's been out in the sun too long. And it is carrying what looks like a crossbow in its hand. Buddy, you have entered the fray. And I just launch that crossbow after I find my proper character sheet. (laughs) Because there's too many of them to go by. Um, that's not even right one. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna launch the crossbow, just aiming straight for dead center of what is, seems to be attacking some people coming to try to assist me. And I just rolled two d six. Two d six plus your tough. Okay, so that is an eleven minus a one. So a ten. A ten. That is definitely successful. Um, so what is the damage? Did you make a badass that has low tough? I won't answer anything yet. Um, 
Okay, so uh, I, I have a dagger, but where is the... It's on a paper. Crossbow does two harm. Yeah, two harm. Close and slow. All right. So your uh, crossbow bolt pierces the creature as it emits like this demonic shriek uh, right next to Agent C. Uh, Agent C, you feel the splatter of this like hot, sticky blood just kind of like coat your armor. Um, and you see this other creature. Uh, you follow the shot and you see what looks like a, like I said, a, like a big potato on legs with arms holding a crossbow. It has a crossbow. It has a bandana on its torso. And you believe its eyes are in the center of its chest. Was I given the, the code name for our, our contact? Y- yes, but you don't recall it 100%. You believe that they said barbecue, but you're not sure if that was accurate. <laughs> Is that you, Barbie? Just a fist goes up. <laughs> With thumbs, thumbs up. Just... All right, Artemisia, it is your turn. Hey, taking the Bizarro Nuggy for a second, and then I'm okay, deal with it later. Um, <laughs> um, I would like to cast the magic on the uh, spider thing that has my, my buddy spin. You do the thing. Cool. So I have a. Um, so Fred let us respect our uh, characters a little bit. So I traded a, an ability I wasn't using for one where I can use magic to kick some ass. Uh, so I get to go weird instead of tough. There you go. All right. Yes, 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 yes. That is a 13. So you are successful. You do get to choose one extra aspect to your use magic. I'm going to do massive damage. So that's three... Reharm, uh, ignore armor. Okay, great, great. So your, um, I guess, how does your magic manifest? So it is it is part of my spooky powers. So I think that like, especially now that we're in the other, like I feel like Artemisia's powers are like a lot more visible maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so she gets all covered in this like black fire and shoots fire out of her hands at this spider. Like even she like seems a little surprised. Like, oh, like I didn't know I could do that and roast this spider with black fire. Yes, and and, and unexpectedly for you, uh, because it has manifested it in different ways back home, but now your magic is manifested with this black fire that just courses over the body of this creature. And like I said before, the bottom half of its body is rather mechanical, but the top half is organic on this oblong section, almost kind of like, I guess, a drider type creature. And it is just shrieking in pain. And you can see like the arm, the, the legs clack on the ground erratically as it's like just being seared by this magic. Um, all right. We are into a fresh round, so anybody can go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so is, is the the spider that was set alight? Did you did you clarify that it is it is still aggressive or is it like Dunzo? Oh no, it is still alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, alive. it's looking really worse for wear after your attack and now Artemisia's, but Deandra's attack was not effective on it. Sick. I am going to attack it so that I can get to see. So I'm going to kick ass on the spider. Okay. Thing. Go ahead and do so. Come through, Jesus. A uh, ten. Okay. So that is a success. Go ahead and define what you do. Sick. I'm gonna inflict terrible harm. I'm going to because you said that it kind of was like trying to 
leave me to go to Deandra. Yes. Right. So I am going to like do like a single big step jump Luigi stomp like Luigi Mario stomp it like it's a Goomba <laughs> incredibly hard like it sounds like a shotgun goes off how hard I hit it and then I want to like use that momentum to bounce over to Deandra and you do so so that's three damage ignoring armor and it's magical and it's messy yes and it is messy as you do a Luigi stop with both your legs just rigid, muscles just tense. You drop down on this creature and the seared, squishy body uh, just ruptures as your body goes through it. And for a moment, spin kind of disappears as it enters the body of this creature. And then the body just erupts just explodes outwards, splashing everything with this dark, bloody ichor. And now you can see that Spin has pushed and is still standing on the metallic part of the body that is starting to kind of slow and wind down, but the legs are still erratically trying to stay up. Uh, and then it just drops down, defeated on the ground. Then Spin kind of jumps off casually and and places himself next to Deandra. But you are just wet, wet with I'm wet? thick ichor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm- you are slimy. You were in the splash. Yes, zone. I was very much in the splash zone. Yeah, <laughs> there is still one creature up, and it is by agency. Who wants to go next? So, um, you, you see this tiny little thing just kind of like spin around with like a little bit of glimmer. All of a sudden, uh, it looked like what it seems to be like a tiny little Rambo, and then it just kind of looks like it has a wand in hand, and it's just gonna like flick off uh, like a firebolt straight from a wand. It's, it's the nug uh, of many faces. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna, like, just, uh, use some magic and uh, fire off a missile at it, uh, fire missile at that. So, once again, 2d6. Now, are you rolling, like, is this a use magic where you're rolling weird, or? Okay. Uh, Use magic, yeah. Uh, definitely using weird. Uh, that would just be a nine. Okay, so you are partially successful. So it says uh, one harm for a magic, and it's obviously loud, and the effects are fire add two harm to the base if you get a plus 10. So Got that's it. Not so yes, you are <laughs> able to strike true with your firebolt uh, flung from the wand, and it does pierce this creature's skin, and it is slowly immolating on its side, but it does not look like it has done any type of great damage. Uh, but it does seems like it has gotten your attention, and it just lunges at you, and you are going to now take three points of damage as these legs just pierce through your crispy fried skin. <laughs> Um, so straight arm. So one, two, three, and okay. Okay. You have no armor or anything like that or abilities uh, negate? No. Okay. All right. Who wants to go next? Deandra, Artemisia, Agent C. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot a bullet. <laughs> Everybody duck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Um, I got... A seven. Partially successful. Your your damage connects. Um, and once again, it is just kind of drawn to the attention from the damage it takes uh, from your bullet. And it just, just starts to clack ferociously against the ground as it comes to you and lunges at you. And you're going to now take three points of damage. 
Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, and Fred, yes. my apologies. Uh, I do have enchanted clothing, so I it only take two damage. Okay, great. Agency, this creature, it is going around and just attacking everything in its path. I wish I had something cool I could do, but I'm just going to shoot it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That can be cool. Yeah, shooting it could be cool. Yeah, if you have, like, like just, Go, like, have exercising a... gun safety is also cool. Yeah, have, like, a yeah, cigarette hanging from your mouth. Yeah, the just... coolest thing to do with a gun. Oh. Hmm. That was a natural 12 Yay. on the nice. dice. All right. How, what does it look like when you shoot this thing with the shotgun that is now just threatening Deandra left and right? Well, now now that its uh, attention is focused elsewhere, clearly uh, agencies can put some of that combat training he's had into use. He's going to jump up on the back of it, and he's going to point the gun down at its soft, squishy part. And you just get to unload. Yeah, and you do terrible harm. Deandra, in front of you, this creature, once again, you get a great look, and it is just like this half-machine, half-spider-type grotesque creature. And you see agency like out of nowhere just jump up and land on this creature's like midsection metallic platform the body sits on. And at one moment, you're kind of looking at the the face, this gross, uh, you know, fanged face of this creature. And in the next moment, it just explodes and you're just pelted with rubbery flesh and hot, sticky blood. And then you see Agent C behind it and the creature drops to the ground. Now, for the four of you, you all have kind of collected yourself and you look upon the third creature that joined this battle you see a a three and a half foot tall and remember like Matthew the nuggies that are in your laboratory are they like Gunderson's oh I apologize but Matthew (laughs) your other character Professor Gunderson is totally still laboratory Are they like a foot tall? Like, are they two feet tall? Like, what what is the size of the nuggies? I, I expected them to be How short. A minion. I mean, the whole point is they were supposed to be like yeah. minions. So they're they're probably like two yeah, feet tops between a foot a foot and a half and two. You know, depending on which shape yeah. the nugget has formed. And so you look upon this creature that now you realize, wait, is this a nuggie? And it is much larger. It is, like I said, three and a half foot tall, um, and it has capabilities. I mean, it is fighting and talking, which the Nuggies have like their own language that only Gunderson understands. But this one has obviously spoken to you. How does everybody react? What the fuck? Uh, I'm I'm gonna do like a slow walk toward it, like I'm I'm checking it out. I'm also going to roll for one of my abilities real quick, Fred. So I'm gonna roll uh, plus cool, uh, and I got a, a 14 oh, on wow. that. So as as I'm walking toward it, toward them, uh, you know, you you see that um, uh, agency had been like hurt by one of the spider creatures, and the wound just kind of like closes up Whoa. as he's walking closer to him. And all of you see this. Oh, I am not surprised by either the healing yeah, or the... Yeah, I can also do that, so I don't super <laughs> think much of it at this point. 
Nobody's impressed, Matthew. I got skewered in every direction and it couldn't yeah. penetrate my skin. Yeah, but now I can't heal you. Is the problem. <laughs> I feel like Deandra, like is like the most vulnerable like you have a spooky spellcaster you have this like incredible athlete who's like colossus right like he's just a metal guy like a metal body you have agency okay what this like weird healing power there's a huge nuggie and then there's D- Natasha Leon. Yeah. yeah, just drunk. Yeah. Just drunk. She's just a smoking that, a cigarette. Like. That in a way does like lower vulnerability, you know, oh, the 100%. layers of alcohol yeah. and yeah. cigarette smoke, you know. And, and nobody can so lie. I want to I kind of want to do a lap around this new nuggie to see what I see. Uh, as, as you do um you you originally see it with a wand in its hand, completely different than from when you originally saw it. And it kind of puts the wand and it pulls off a little colorful scarf or a little green and yellow scarf and puts it in his bag and just kind of touch it. I'm going to whisper to Spin and Deander, like, he's been down here a week and he's already made freaking new nuggies? Yeah. Are you, uh, yeah, probably. Probably. are you Skarsgård's contact? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm Agent C. I'm, uh, We're here to try and find Professor Gunderson. Yeah. That's Dennis what, Gunderson. So I'm down you here. seen him? Yep. No, I haven't seen him, but that's why I'm down here. Wait, you haven't seen him? All right. No, no, I, I, that's why I'm down here. Skarsgård called me to come down here to try and find him. Um, I'm one of his uh, oldest uh, uh, projects, I guess you want to call it. Maybe uh, his creations. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm one of a couple, maybe six. Uh, I guess that kind of tracks. Six pack. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're told that you can help navigate this area. I don't know about navigate. I just, I, I, I can try to find him. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, it was much help back there. I mean, those things are dead. Oh, yeah, thank, thank, mostly thanks to you guys. Um, hi, I'm Buddy Q. Hi, I'm Spade, oh, and I wave. Buddy Q. Yeah, Buddy Q. I'm Artemisia. I'm Agency. Agency? Do you work for the agency? Well, yes. Ooh spin loudly. Oh my god, I get it! (laughs) (laughs) Now he is surprised. (laughs) And at this point, buddy, you remember that you are in possession of some of Professor Gunderson's earlier contraptions, some that you had kind of procured yourself before you were cast away. And you pull that out now, and this handheld device, um, as it's powered on, has a screen on the front with a handle at the bottom, and these two small prongs open up and outwards, and you go into your satchel, and you don't see what he's grabbing, but he starts to stuff it inside the handle uh, in this like opening. And you see that it starts to beep and make noise. And you are able to see that towards the northeast is the direction you want to go. You know that 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 is where Gunderson is going to be. And that too is also where we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geek Link project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. 
If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. And Buddy Q is played by special guest star Patrick at Professor PFM. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. 